Hey guys, welcome to D&D Smart Talks podcast. So in this podcast, we have Anish. Anish is co-founder of a content development agency uh, called Spiritwish. And he's also uh, operations lead of Ekup. Uh, so yeah, Anish has been a good friend of mine for a long time and he's also good into like the finance and stuff. And then he, uh, went through a lot of like career transition and job titles and stuff. So, uh, in this podcast, we're going to talk about, you know, rethinking about job titles and in this current generation, things are changing so fast and our titles are changing so fast. Uh, so welcome Anish to the podcast. Hey, John, thank you for the lovely introduction. And I'm super, super excited to be a part of this conversation. Like we always have had conversations before, but this is a more formal engagement that we are having. So yeah, I'm looking forward to all your questions and I have a question for you too. So let's get, get this started. Yeah. Awesome. So Anish, like we are seeing this trend in, you know, like rapidly our job titles are changing and sometimes, you know, I don't even like understand like what are we at some point. And I think it's because of, you know, how things are changing in the industry as well and how our titles are changing over time. What's your perspective and thoughts on that? Okay, that's a really good question to start with. So let's go back to the history as to how job titles were. before I get uh, to the answer of this question. So a few years back, maybe 10, 15 years back, uh, ideally a person would start and end his career in one company, right? You wouldn't see people hopping from one job to another or it was considered to be a bad thing at least. Or they would say that, hey, it's not a great thing on your resume, which I still heard during my journey uh, when I made my first switch. But that is diluting that 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 is no longer a bad thing switching jobs is no longer considered to be a bad thing on your resume and as things uh, progressed uh, and especially i'm assuming our audience is uh 20 in the in the age range of 18 to 26 so they're looking to get their career started or working on a startup idea so mm-hmm. keeping that in mind uh Straightforward answer to the question is, as you said, things are changing rapidly. So for example, every technology has a cycle, correct? So let's take, uh, let's take design for, uh, as an example. So there are these set of tools that you would use as a designer for some years. For example, you used a set of tools from 2018 to 2021. So there is a cycle. Mm-hmm. In 2021, there is a new set of tools that is uh, going to come, which means new opportunities are going to come. So if you are not going to adapt to this, if you are not going to make yourself uh, have the right skills to cater to this demand, then you become irrelevant, correct? And one more thing about the tech cycle is the pace at which the cycles are changing is rapid, Before a cycle would last for three to five years. Now it is not even a year. We see tools coming, uh, which which are released twice a year and updates are so constant, which on the brighter side of things leads to a lot of opportunities. That is factor number one uh, with regards uh, to why I see there are multiple job titles. And the factor number two is, let's be honest, in the end, one of the motivating factor for someone who's, who wants to start their career is compensation, right? The money. So with new technologies, there is more demand 
as the supply is very less, the compensation is higher. So there is this natural progression of a person who is earning X to get X plus X because he has those skill sets. So I think these two are the driving factors for the current scenario that we are in. Yeah, I think like you kind of gave it such a strong context to start with and how, you know, the economics itself is changing in order to like how our roles are changing. And I think it has a lot to do with that, those factors, two factors you mentioned. And I think definitely those, you know, even the finance, right? Like it has a very big major role in defining kind of your role and title. For example, UX design was not like a big thing before, but now they are equally get paid as a developer. So I think like... You kind of hit, you know, the facts so well. And I think I do agree and see what you are saying. So, you know, you kind of told me the economics way, right? I love to like hear from people's journey and their stories. And I think like you have a lot to say to this answer. But, you know, can you tell us, walk walk us through your journey of how your title changed over time? I know you have a very interesting career uh, path. So we would love to hear that. Thank you for making, I mean, giving such a nice build up to my story. Uh, I hope that I'll be able to meet those expectations. But anyways, um, I, the first title I would give myself is a hustler because uh, here I was an engineering student, second year, super boring subjects, completely disconnected from what is happening in the class, right? Mm-hmm. So I had to figure out a way or I had to find something which is interesting. Otherwise, I would lose my four years. I mean, obviously, we had fun. We we learned a lot of other things. But in terms of me growing as a person, I had to find something. That's when I started just Googling the shit out of everything, dude. Like how to make money online. What is SEO? That, that, that's, how, that's how I came across terms like SEO, affiliate marketing, etc., etc., And I think it was during the third year that me and my friend started with a t-shirt design uh, gig. uh, And we listed uh, t-shirts on amazon.com. And uh, in fact, you were initially involved. You you gave us the first design and things uh, didn't work out well because you were also busy with other stuff. And, you know, then, yeah, Yeah. you were a part of it. That's the highlight. And then... Uh, things took off with this, uh, with this venture, right? So this phase, I would call it has the hustling slash bootstrapping phase mm-hmm. because here, here, here there were two students who had no money, absolutely no money. And you know how Indian parents are when you say that, Hey, dad, I'm going to sell t-shirts. Will you lend me 200? Uh, sorry, I'm talking dollars. Okay, 12,000 rupees so that I can bootstrap or get my business started. Like, son, you'll get 50 bucks for today's food. Just go to college and come back. <laughs> so yeah. that is, so that was, we learned so many things through this journey. So the first title is obviously that. Then the second one was, I got placed as a graduate engineering trainee. As fancy as the title sounds, it was not... Uh, what I expected, or at least I was not again connected because again, it was related to mechanical domain, right? It was an engineering design company. And even though I learned a lot, so this is something about me. I am not someone who will chuck off the idea without giving it a shot. So I gave this job a serious, uh, sh- uh, I a thought, not a thought, I gave it a serious shot for the first few months. 
So during the process, I got to interact with people who have 30, 40 years, or sorry, 20 to 30 years of experience in another tool. Mm -hmm. And they had, I was uh, supposed to train these guys on a different tool they had to migrate to. Mm -hmm. So that experience was really nice for me because I had to teach people who were domain experts, right? They were listening to what I was talking to, which I mean, I felt great that time. And I also got to interact with people of my age then because I also uh, took classes, uh, design classes uh, related to the tool. And then there was a support uh, section uh, part of it, which was not interesting at all, which is why I quit uh, after eight months. And then I moved on to uh, being a digital marketing executive at uh, uh, Webo Wizard, which is a digital marketing company. And fast forward 1.5 years, I co-founded a content development agency called Spiritwish. I was lucky enough to find a, a, a co-founder who was equally driven by the idea of this agency. And uh, yeah, I'm doing that. Plus currently I, I work as the COO or ops lead, as you call it, at heckup.com, wherein we build rank and sell affiliate websites. So those are my journeys and the title. The summary of this being titles don't matter. I mean, it's pretty evident through my journey. What the only highlight was what mattered, what mattered was an open mind to learn something new mm -hmm. and to grab the opportunity when it was presented to me. So that these two are the two important points that it, I like to, you know, draw from my summary. Yeah, I think it's pretty cool because like, you know, transition from engineering and then going into like digital marketing, now your operations and then you're like an almost like, you know, an executive of, you know, the initiatives you are taking. And I think like uh, we had like Steven at the last podcast and then that's what we learned, you know, like you kind of like learn by building and like doing things and you kind of like uh, you had that journey where you actually did things and that led into, you know, led into like you finding out the title rather than go, going reverse, you know, like having a title and, you know, it, it's, it's kind of, it's, it's more of like a, you know, free, free play kind of a thing where you like, you know, do a lot of stuff to like figure it out. Uh, and it's quite inspiring. And I think like a digital marketing or affiliate, uh, you know, um, programs and have such important role to play in like customer acquisition of product development. And I've seen that recently and it's just like, uh, crazy for how, you know, the need for it is like growing over and over again, where, you know, people need to know your product exists. Uh, that makes sense. And, uh, yeah, you know, that takes me to a uh, next question. Um, what would you like recommend like people, you know, it's, I've seen this kind of a need for positioning yourself in the marketplace where there's you know, too many, you know, designers, too many developers. What do you recommend? How do you, how can one position themselves in the industry to be more valuable or, you know, have a very, in this competitive uh, environment? Wow. This is a lovely question for two reasons. Okay. I'll not explain the reasons because the uh, podcast will go on for a long time. Yeah. I'll take the question. So when it comes to positioning, the first factor is, this is a lovely concept, all right, all right because it comes it comes in every conversation, demand versus supply. Mm -hmm. Before you position yourself, you need to understand the dynamics of demand versus supply. That is, the skills that are in demand, you mm -hmm. need to acquire those skills in order to position yourself better. 
what i see happening with uh, new people or newbies who are trying to get jobs or are, are are working on a new idea or a startup is they get lost in so many ideas they get lost in so many things uh, or or you know i think it's also uh, related to the access of information it's become super easy right mm-hmm. yeah remember when we were in school we when when we had to work on a research paper or when we had to work on an assignment it was such a hard job to get the information dude we yeah. used to spend we used to go to the cyber get the info from google and google was not it was what it is like few years back it yeah. was a pain to get the information but now we have google and not even google we can just call out an alexa a siri or hey google what is the tallest building in the world and someone says the answer right whatever voice uh voice uh, device you're using whereas we had to score through pages of information to find that one bit of uh, answer so access to information uh, leads to a lot of people saying that i know this i know that but they don't really know it because they've not practically worked on it especially related to digital marketing i see a lot of people completing this course on udemy or completing this uh, coursera wala digital marketing course and saying that they are digital marketers but they are not really digital marketers unless and until you have built a site on your own or you have run an ad campaign on your own so before you uh, start positioning yourself understand the supply versus demand uh, dynamics accumulate the skills which are in demand and then the most important thing is as you said there are people who will know figma for in from a designing a designers or a ux perspective there will be a lot of people who knows figma correct so when you hire or let me put it this way there are so many startup era uh, ideas around us mm-hmm. why is it that vcs pick that one idea to put their money into it boils down to usp the same usp can be applied to you as a person right what is that unique proposition that you have when you are positioning yourself so yeah. think yeah. about that usp build an usp for yourself because come on the tools everyone can learn the tools because there are tons of youtube idea uh, youtube videos there are courses which can make you an expert in the tool but usp not everyone can do that for example you are great at communication correct not everyone can be great at communication you cannot watch videos and be great at communication why because it takes a lot of time and practice anything that takes a lot of time and practice is not easy to acquire what does that mean which means less a number of people have that skill so work on those skills which will take time and practice not tools which anyone can learn through one course so that's that's my take on this question yeah i think it's it's super insightful because you know that's like that's what we are seeing right and i think like knowing a tool you know doesn't make you an expert at marketing knowing a tool doesn't make you an expert at uh, you know design and knowing a tool doesn't make you uh, like mastering programming maybe it helps but then the way you know like even data scientists right just knowing using python not necessarily help but can you ask good questions can you understand the context and the industry better 
so i think like there's a it's a lot in depth you know things we are like uncovering and i also was talking to steven like uh, we are kind of like you know seeing this need for storytelling communication things like which you know which was like a uh not spoken much of a skill before but now because of like remote work things are getting so important like if you do not communicate well you know the product development doesn't go anywhere so it's quite interesting we are seeing this trend and also how you know just you know trying things out to figure out your competitive advantage is and then you know like positioning yourself is something uh you know valuable kind of a thing uh so yeah i think like you know one day i'm a designer second day i'm a business professional second third day i'm a marketer right but what do you like pro- think about the pros and cons of it uh like people are just like rapidly changing their titles like that yeah so getting to the pros and cons going back to the conversations we have had we can like extract the pros and cons from that to start with the pros uh opportunities right there are so many opportunities because of the fact that technologies are changing so that is pro number 1 pro number 2 the constant need of you being updated also means that you are you won't be or you won't get complacent complacent is a very bad attribute which can set in at various points in your career or your life and when you start being complacent you start uh, stop learning when you stop learning you st- your you become irrelevant when you become irrelevant you are either thrown out of your job or your startup you kill your own idea correct so uh that is pro number 2 that is you there is no room for you to be complacent you're all you're you're always on your toes because of the competition mm-hmm. now the third one is i don't know if it depends on the audience it could be a pro or a con but for me it is a pro it is knowledge versus versus skills few years back knowledge was super important the number of degrees the person had was super important the depth of knowledge was very important but 2021 do you think that is really important i mean will that be a deciding factor for you to get that job or the funding well i do not think so i think it is the skills mm-hmm. or your versatility right like, so why why do i put it uh, as a pro because when it comes to the knowledge side of things or the knowledge era it takes a lot of time and effort to build that knowledge and show that prowess that you're you're a knowledgeable person whereas skills is not like that right there is progression there are you can set goals you can start with one tool and then hop on to multiple tools and with every tool there will be that one basic tool you learn that and then it's easier to learn the other tools and when it commun- uh, when it comes to communication you don't really have to by heart things mm-hmm. you become better with time you don't need a lot of resources what you need is effort and that will to keep going to keep improving so i like that part so i take it as a uh, um pro mm-hmm. then coming to the cons it is uh, i think i already covered this it is this uh, notion that a degree uh, sorry a certificate not a degree because a degree surely you would have learned a lot and spent a lot of time practically too but mm-hmm. certificates is equal to i know that thing mm-hmm. i really don't like this idea it is just killing that uh 
it is just killing that will to learn more people it's like a full stop they're like oh i did this certification i'm a digital marketer now i will try finding a job i'm done bro i'm set in life yeah. correct so that is a con for me this uh too many certification acts instant access like over information we need to calm down with that we need to be picky and we have to choose the right uh certification and the right courses uh to spend time on and ensure that you apply it practically whatever certification you are doing ensure you practically also have a side project which is related to the certification that you are doing so yeah those are the pros and cons i think one of it can be a pro and con so i have covered two each i guess yeah i, I think like that's very interesting those things you are saying you know are are such a uh, such a pain point these days right you have lots to choose from which one to select just like certification doesn't make me a professional what's the you know need for having a depth knowledge versus having a surface knowledge and i think like yeah sometimes being a super you know let's say you are a subject matter as expert in a startup and a topic right but then the priorities of startups keep changing and then if you are not versatile like you said you can't create value for whoever you work with and it, it makes me question a, a lot of things you know when i work so i think like you kind of hit those right chords when you spoke about those pros and cons yeah before we kind of go to you know like those three takeaways do you have any questions for me that you want me to answer yes i have one question and it's probably the most important questions and i think that audience uh, will benefit a lot from this question and that is you have worked on a couple or a lot i mean 3 to 4 titles or job roles mm-hmm. was there any relation to the title that you received or you were assigned versus the tasks that you were working on or is it just a broad assignment of title we go back to the same question right do titles really matter so yeah that's yeah i think this is very uh, you know a super broad question and just like reflecting on like it's better that i tell from my story and from what i experienced right like from what i see is like it's always been uh, it's all like my one of my mentors also say isn't it so hard to put like a finger on you know things on what you do kind of a thing because like i can't really like define what my role is sometimes you know when i'm working in a startup like one day i mean like the marketing team someday i'm in the product team someday i'm in another thing right like like the, it's confusing to you know put what what my title is and sometimes i feel that uh, that ability to like learn and then implement it and then give outcomes i think like that's that could be if that has a title i think you can rewrite a title on that kind of a stuff you know and i think like uh, I think this this is what I'm thinking in terms of like sometimes it really helps to position yourself as a specific title in the company because like if you if there's no title to you right like nobody will know whom to go for to do like what kind of a thing like for example UX is sometimes can be subjective in the company if you are not positioning yourself as a UX designer in a company nobody knows who to depend on so sometimes it helps but sometimes the priority in startup keeps changing so you need to like change your title to and sometimes like you need you need to do work which you are you do not know it but you need to like learn it like in 15 days and you know give them outcome um so i think like this is a question that is still like 
an open ended to like you know figure out uh does does the title you know matters but i i do think we have like complicated job titles a lot i do i'm writing a case study on that and just writing in the design industry itself and then about i found it on like 30 30 job titles about you know same role wow i think it's like we have cluttered it so much and it's create so much complication and it you know create confusion for beginners confusion for companies yeah i think there's definitely need for rethinking and i think it's going into from what i see like a trend right it's like it's like a lego bricks you have this skill you have this skill if you have this interest you can create your own title based on like what you want and if you yeah. can do outcome you know the rest of the things doesn't matter so i kind of see it in that way of you can customize your title in such a way that does it solve a problem to a company or let's say does it create value for people who work for and does it like make you feel good about it right if you are you know very driven by engineering and you position yourself as a designer you're going to like hate it so it's i think it goes to a lot of self awareness i think like that could be my conclusion like if you know what you are you can you know come up with your title for your uh job uh yeah and i think like executives like are very open minded these days especially the young executives is like dude like you know you want any title you create for yourself i'll support you <laughs> yeah yeah so anish like you know uh, what are your three takeaways for our listeners about this entire rethinking job title podcast yeah uh three takeaways are uh, i'm going to club a couple so first one would be be open minded and have minimal expectation from your first job mm-hmm. now why do i say this is uh being open minded i think the audience already knows what i mean by that mm-hmm. uh it helps in a lot of areas uh being open minded means you're up for new opportunities new new learnings etc etc which means your personal growth and have what do i mean by minimum expectations pretty simple when you expect and the expectation usually the first job you i don't know you expectations are tend to be not reached right so you become disappointed and as a well the best friend of disappointment is demotivation and your zeal to learn more just dies off so have minimal expectations be open minded and be up for learning things that is uh, takeaway number 1 takeaway number 2 i don't understand why people are afraid to accept that they are working for money <laughs> why are we afraid in accepting that i am doing this job because because i want money don't consider it as a taboo Mm-hmm. money is an enabler and why i'm saying that it is not a bad thing very simple because one obviously it depends on your circumstances mm-hmm. two mm-hmm. it is not easy to i know passion has become this fancy word everyone floats around but it's really not easy to find your pa- passion at the age of 18 or 19 or 21 or 22 mm-hmm. it can happen at when you're 25 some people find their passion at 45 correct or 50 or whatever i'm just trying to say that money can be a great motivator so accept that fact and don't be worried about others perceptions about you based on that because 
if you have the money later you can work on things that you love to work on that will allow you to explore your passion it will give you that freedom to explore your passion mm-hmm. correct when you when you're financially uh, secure you tend to work on your ideas freely you think freely so that is the way i see it so be proud and accept that you're working for money because sooner or later that will help you to work on your passion that is take away 2 take away 3 be open for experimentation um don't try to be a perfectionist because what happens is perfection is great it's lovely i mean but it also creates multiple roadblocks or mind blocks uh, for example let's say i want to build a website or i am looking to f- uh, for a job and i'm trying to figure out which course will be the best add on to uh, make my resume more powerful you research you research you ask for opinions and 2 uh, 3 months have passed you have not even got one course correct so don't try to have all the answers before you have uh, stepped into the i mean uh, see it this way if the if the soldiers in the borders would know the out- outcome before getting into the wa- war what would be the thrill of getting into the war that is when they learn the nitty gritties of warfare correct that's that's a too much of an example but i'm what i'm trying to suggest is that when you get your feet dirty you learn so many more things which will be useful in your career ahead which will mold you as a better person so yeah be ready to make mistakes because no matter which book you read the podcast you listen to or a motivational video what that dude is speaking is from his experience you will not learn a lot from his experience you will learn learn 100x from what you have personally gone through and that can only happen when you are willing to experiment and one last thing because i don't like to end any conversation without highlighting this takeaway it is communication bro mm-hmm. please work on your communication it is super duper important let's say you are this amazing developer who has uh competencies in almost every language that there is mm-hmm. but you are not able to communicate to your team about the project you are going to work on mm-hmm. or let's say you are you are an amazing amazing teacher with all the degrees that there is but you are not able to communicate the subject to the student the purpose is lost right the purpose of you wanting to achieve something or you wanting to impart something to another life or to make it more purposeful is lost so please work on your communication it will help your personal life it will help your dating life it will help your professional life it will help you in everything yeah yeah i think like uh, anish like you gave such powerful three takeaways and i think like it's derived from your personal experience and to be honest like we kind of you know had like a similar not similar i would say like but that uh, going through that and just coming to a point where we are and i think like it resonates so much with like what you say and i think like uh sometimes right i might not know anything but if i can communicate a concept better that has resulted for me to creating a new title for myself in terms of like 
uh, you know, like just able to communicate, you know, your ideas and thoughts and, you know, that becomes sometimes a job too. And I think like it has an important role to play. And I think like we could like definitely cover one topic on like communication sometime in the future. And also that would be, I really, yeah, I think I really liked uh, the finance, the hard truth of it. You know, not many people tell you that not, you know, not many parents support you with it. But I think like, to be honest, like I've been that person who is like the passion vision kind of a thing. Right. But then the truth reality of it is very different from what you experience. And I think like, uh, you kind of told the truth and I think like people need to, you know, start accepting it in terms of like understanding finance. And I think I took like wrote down this thing, like finance is an enabler. And I think it's so true that once you are financially stable, you tend to like think freely and work on your ideas. So I think like those are built on the ground realities. And like when we are younger, I think we are still younger, but we are so ignorant. Yes, John, we are young. I don't want to be put in the slot where we are not young. We are. Yeah. We think young also. So we are younger. Okay. But yeah, maybe we are starting out. We are so ignorant of that fact, you know, and, and it kind of, when you kind of realize it later in the life, it, it makes so much sense. Uh, like, yeah, which is why I wanted to put that out, right? Because we have a very young audience, 18 to 24 or 18 to 26. Oh, there you go. Our, our, our last number is 26. We come under that age range. So we are young to answer your question. Yeah. On a lighter note. Yeah, we should definitely but, do another podcast on finance and enabler. I would love to be a part of it. I would love to be a part of it because what happens is, uh, let's take a simple case. Let's take a simple case. When you're not financially stable, all that you, you, you'd you be spending your time on is, oh, I need to pay this credit, credit card bill. Oh, I need to pay the house rent. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit, I'm out of cash. I need to get a credit card loan now. Correct? How will you think freely? How will you work on ideas? How will you work on yourself? Which is exactly why I like this term or a phrase, money is an enabler. See it that way, your life will change. Yeah, I definitely take that as a t- takeaway. And I think like just to wrap up things, those elements you mentioned, those concepts you mentioned is definitely a lot to think about your job title, like the economics, the finance, and also your personal self-awareness are the things that, you know, help you define who you are, what you want to be, and then how you position yourself in the market that helps you find your unique proposition in the, uh, you know, the job market and rethinking your title. And one can be now has an ability to be creative with their job titles, right? It's I think absolutely that's beautiful. <laughs> Anyways, thanks Anish for being on the podcast. And I think like uh, it looks like we're gonna like make more podcasts in the future, and it's super exciting. And yeah, thanks for being here. Thank you, John. It was lovely to take all the questions, and I learned a lot from your uh, the experience that you shared too. So yeah, I'm up for more conversations like this. And uh, wishing you all the success for D&D Smart Talks. I really love the name. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, cheers to that and all the best. Awesome. Thanks, Anish. Bye. Yeah, bye-bye. Bye.